0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast. LaShonda here, and I'm so grateful and thankful that you have decided to join me on this episode where we're going to discuss something, yet again, very personal. We're going to talk about something that many women deal with and go through no matter what phase of life you are in, whether you are a college student, whether you are just getting started in your your career, whether you have just started a business, whether you are pretty developed in your business, but you're ready to expand and go further, whether you are a mom and you're striving every day to be a great example for your kids. And that thing is pressure. It is my goal this episode to inspire you to release the pressure. Pressure is something that can be good, but it also can be negative and unhealthy. Uh, most of us have felt pressure in some way, form, or fashion throughout our lives. But now, in this day and age, pressure has, been, has become kind of an issue. It's something that has led a lot of people to feel anxious, have anxiety, depression, a lot of nervousness, and worry about their futures and feelings of inadequacy. So in today's episode, I want to encourage you to release the pressure and I want to give you some tips on how to do this and have a healthy um, mentality when it comes to reaching your goals. So you guys know I love a good flashback. So let's flashback to my mid 20s. I was about 24 years old and my best friends and I shout out to Candace and Brittany decided that we were going to create a 30 before 30 list. This list was going to have 30 things on it that we come up with on our own, and these were things that we needed to complete before we turned 30 years old. Now, I have my list right here in front of me. I have kept this list all these years, and man, to say that I was ambitious and high achieving is an understatement. Like The things that I have on this list that I expected to do before I turned 30 years old is... Um, Kind of baffling to me, but I'm going to share with y'all. Don't judge me, okay? But I'm going to share with you some of the things that I had on my list. So, of course, the first thing I had was to continue to be happily married. I wanted to have two kids by 30. I wanted to own my own home, have a luxury car, have a good relationship with God. Now, this is where it gets real interesting, y'all. I wanted to have a master's degree, a doctorate degree. I wanted to be a professor at a college or university. I wanted to have my counseling license. I wanted to have my own private practice already by the age of 30. Let me see. What else did I have on here that was interesting? I wanted to do all this traveling. I wanted to have learned a second language. I wanted to have this very, very, very high salary and so on and so forth. And can you guys imagine the pressure That I put on myself year by year as I looked back at that list and saw all the things that I had not accomplished and felt so stressed and pressured to complete this ridiculous list of things that I had created for myself. Self inflicted pressure. Nobody put it on me but myself. So as the years went by, the closer and closer I got to 30 the more and more stress I would begin to feel, the more and more I would feel inadequate and feel like I was running behind and I wasn't doing enough. Until one year, my husband got a hold, somehow he got a hold to my list. I don't know, maybe I was telling him about it. And he began to look at my list and he, as lovingly as he possibly could, said to me, are you out of your mind? Do you really think that... Some of these things are even possible to do before you turn 30 years old. Now, my husband is very analytical. He's, you know, mathematically inclined. He's a very, very intelligent man. And just from looking at the glancing at my list, he was able to see immediately that some of this stuff is not even mathematically possible. For example, I wrote this list when I was 24. I wanted this stuff to be completed by 30. That That gave me six years. I wanted to have a master's degree. And a doctorate degree and a license, and be a professor and own a private practice. Now, I have my master's degree. That took me three years to complete. To get a doctorate degree in my field takes about four years. That's seven years right there. Let's not include the two years it takes, minimum, to get your license in counseling in my state and the amount of experience you have to have in order to be a professor and the amount of experience you want to have when you start your own private practice. So I was really, really setting myself up to fail. I did not have realistic expectations, and I never even considered the life wrenches, you know, the things that life was going to throw at me that I wasn't considering, such as Maybe I'll have a kid. And maybe when I have that baby, I'll decide that I don't want to work for a little while. I want to stay home. Or being that we are military and that we would move. And when we move, I gotta find a new job. And I'm starting over in my career. I never even considered the things that life may throw at me. And yet I was every year pushing myself to reach these goals that I had set for myself years before when I was too immature to understand what it really meant. And I know a lot of us. Are doing that right now, we are trying to reach goals that our younger selves set for us, and those goals didn't, don't make any sense. So, I really, really encourage you to reevaluate every quarter, every year, every so often, reevaluate what your goals are. And see if they still make sense for your life. Don't set yourself up for failure. If you had a child and you had these goals before, reevaluate and see if this is something that makes sense for you now. So this is something with how your life is set up with your family that you can do now. And if it's not, it's okay. Readjust, maybe change your timetable, maybe even change the goal completely. But don't put that pressure on yourself to constantly push forward because it can lead to anxiety and stress and worry. Now, when I think about overcoming pressure, when I was thinking about this, this episode, the one thing that jumped into my head was one of my absolutely favorite books by Priscilla Schreier. I am a Priscilla Schreier fan. I have had so many of her books. I have read so many of her books. And my favorite of all of them that stays on my bedside is Fervent. And it's a book about prayer. And she has an entire chapter dedicated to pressure. An entire chapter, not just a page, but an entire chapter in the book dedicated to pressure because it's something that occurs so heavily in our culture and our society now. And I just wanted to read to you a brief paragraph from that book that when I read it, it really just slapped me in the face and punched me in the gut because it was so talking to me and I hope that it it reaches you also. And it says, pressure, pressure to keep up, pressure to keep going, Pressure to stay ahead, stay afloat, stay relevant. Pressure to do for others what they maybe ought to be doing for themselves. Pressure to plan for your retirement years. Pressure to lose weight and stay young looking. Pressure to take on another ministry project at church. Pressure to always be the one they can count on to say yes. Pressure to jam another activity for your kids into your schedule. Pressure to be doing a better job of keeping uh, keeping your journal, organizing your pantry and closets, getting your Christmas shopping done early, then posting your crev- clever thoughts and carefully posed pictures on Instagram when you're finished. Pressure to perform a certain way, look a certain way, dress a certain way, be interested in certain things, to be the perfect parent, the perfect wife, the perfect daughter, the perfect friend, the perfect employee, the perfect party planner the perfect image of everything that everybody else expects you to be. Oh, and the pressure not to be the first one who cracks under the pressure. I'm just going to let y'all marinate on that for a minute. When I read that, and as I read it now, I still get chills because it is so true. All those areas, especially as women, wife, mom, daughter, career woman, business owner, teacher, friend, counselor, child of God, minister, like all of those titles and all those things can really, really compound on us and put so much pressure on us to do so much for everybody. But I have learned that unhealthy pressure does not come from God. It does not come from him. He does not give us things that is going to cause us to have so much pressure on us that we are stressed and anxious and not eating and losing weight and our edges and stuff is falling out. That's not of God, okay? (laughs) That is not of him. He told us to cast all of our cares on him. So he wouldn't put things on us that's too much for us to handle. So if we are doing something and we feel all this pressure from it, It's time to reevaluate and see, okay, what's going on with my plate? When you have so much stuff on your plate and it's just piled high and high and high, so high that you don't even want to get out of the bed to go in the kitchen to see the plate, then that means there's a problem. That means that there's an issue. And that means that it's time to readjust and figure out what's going on and how can we release some of this. So I want to give you a few tips to help you release the pressure, the first tip is to read fervent. It is an amazing book. It's a book of prayer about prayer. and every chapter focuses on a different area of the woman's life. The book is for women. and it also encourages you to start journaling and writing your prayers, which has been, Such a really amazing gift to be able to just write down your prayers to God, write down your concerns, write down your thoughts. And if you are dealing with pressure, I highly recommend that you get this book and that you read it and that you write down, give your cares to God and write down what it is that's bothering you. Write down what it is that you are concerned about, what it is that you are worried about and watch how he just really, really helps you to overcome. So that's tip number one. My second tip is to set, Realistic timelines. As you guys heard earlier, that was not the case for me in the past. I was not realistic about my timeline and it led to a lot of stress and a lot of feelings like I wasn't doing enough and I wasn't on the right track. So calendar, get you a calendar, get you a schedule and write these things down. Make sure that it makes sense to say, I want to have a this thing completed by the end of the week. Is that realistic. Are you setting yourself up for failure? If you have all these things going on in your life, is it a smart thing to say this is going to be done by the end of the week? Or do you need to give yourself more time? Now, that doesn't mean that we get to be in a place where we get lazy and we just say, well, it'll get done when it gets done because I don't want to put any pressure on myself. No, that's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm saying is be strategic with your time. When I decided that I wanted to start my own counseling and coaching business, and also when I wanted to add in this podcast, I had to be really, really realistic about how much time I was going to be able to commit to my business because I am first a wife and a mother of two, first and foremost. And I didn't want to set myself up for failure. So to go in saying, by the first six months of my of being in business, I'm going to have this many clients and make this much money and do A, B, C, D, and that not happen. And I, that would be setting myself up for failure. So be realistic. Look at your days. Look at your weeks. Look at what you do with your time most. Look at where you spend most of your time and determine, how am I going to make this work and what time frame should this really be completed so that you don't have all this unnecessary pressure on you to complete the task? My second tip is to focus on what matters. I have personally noticed that I could be doing just fine, and be happy, content with my life until I start to think about things that don't matter or should not matter to me as much. If I stay focused on my family, on my you know counseling business, on my podcast, on my friends, on the things that matter most to me, I'm good. But as soon as I take my eyes off of those things and I begin to think about money and superficial things, then I notice that I start to become unhappy and I start to put pressure on myself to do stuff that I shouldn't be doing. Anytime I get an idea that comes out of the woodwork, I know it came from a place that's not of God. It came from a place of self and a place of I need to keep up and I need to do this and do that so I can be in a certain place. And it's about ego. So, when you focus on what matters, the pressure doesn't have an opportunity to creep in, and that ego has, doesn't have an opportunity to get bigger. And you add all these things on your plate that aren't even necessary. It's just going to cause more strife in the end. And my third and final tip to releasing the pressure is to mind your business. Okay. <laughs> and I know you're like, what? Yes, mind your business, meaning. Stay in your lane, focus on your grass and your yard, making sure that it's green. Don't compare. The quote, comparison is the thief of joy, is so, so true. Oftentimes we are good in our space until we take our eyes off of what we're doing and we start to look around at what everybody else has got going on. When we stop minding our business and we start minding other people's business, that's when things begin to go awry. And that's when we start to have feelings of, I'm behind, I'm running late. I'm blooming late. I should have more. I'm 25. Why don't I have what this 25 year old has? Or why hadn't I had kids yet? Or why hadn't I traveled here and there yet? All this pressure to do this stuff. And for what? Because somebody else has it or because it looks like somebody else has it? Because now in the day day and age of social media, we really don't know what people have and don't have. Half the stuff is not even real, you know, so we end up comparing our real life to somebody else's highlight reel and causing unnecessary stress and pressure on ourselves to keep up with them. So if you just mind your business, drink your water, moisturize your edges, keep focused on what it is that God told you to do. When you keep your mind on your business and your mind state on him, then the pressure won't mount. The pressure won't mount up to a place where that it is unhealthy. I am thankful that whenever I wrote this 30 before 30 list, that social media wasn't popping like that. Facebook had just kind of come out maybe like two years, a couple of years before. Um, so I had a Facebook account, but you still had to be a college student in order to have a Facebook account at that time. And Instagram wasn't even a thing. Twitter wasn't a thing. All we had was Facebook and maybe MySpace. So I didn't even have to deal with some of the things that people, young people, especially nowadays, have to deal with when it comes to comparing themselves. So my list was all self-inflicted, but the pressure can get really, really bad whenever we start to compare ourselves to what other people have going on. So stay in your lane, mind your business, focus on what matters, and set realistic timelines for yourself. Pray and ask God, what is it that you are supposed to be working on? What is it that you're supposed to be focused on? And then the pressure will begin to decrease. It will begin to go away. You'll begin to feel more confident, more comfortable in what it is that you are doing. You won't be comparing yourself to everybody else. So I hope that this episode inspired you and encouraged you to release the pressure to work towards your goals. But to do so in a way that's going to be healthy and in a way that's going to be enjoyable and in a way that God is going to get the glory and not man. So until next time, stay encouraged, inspire somebody else, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you enjoyed it. For today's show notes and for information about how to work with me, visit inspiringwomenweekly.com. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at mclaurin, and I would love for you to go into iTunes and leave a review and a comment and subscribe. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.